Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We're thrilled that you are watching our broadcast. It's so important to us to know that people are being blessed, people are being healed, people are being set free, people are being inspired, people's faith is being energized. So let us know if this is what this broadcast is doing for your spiritual life. Please let us know about it. We love hearing from you. Those of you that tuned in last week, you know we began a new series entitled Calling in Your Harvest. We're going to continue that today and for the next two weeks. So make your plans to join us each and every week as we get into this study even deeper and deeper and deeper. Calling in your harvest. Now the first thing I want to remind you is that from Genesis chapter 1, God made it very clear that His intention for man in having his life sustained was by the seeds that he sows. He told Adam immediately after creating him, Behold, I give you every herb-bearing seed. And he said, This seed is for meat or for provision. So in other words, God is telling Adam, Adam, here's how you're going to have your life provided for, from the seeds that you sow. So it was important that Adam learned the law of seed time and harvest. And then later in Genesis chapter 8, God makes this statement, that as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So notice that was not only God's plan for Adam, it's God's plan for us today. Is the earth still here? Yes, it is. So God intends for you and I to have our lives sustained by the seeds that we sow. Now, there's not a lot of people that understand this, not even a lot of Christian people that understand this. Now, you know, like I said on last week's broadcast, uh, when you talk about seeds and reaping in life outside of, you know, farming, uh, most people, the only time they ever heard anything about it was in a negative vein. I've heard people say, I had it said to me when I was growing up, one of these days you're going to reap a harvest of all them wild oats you've been sowing. They always talked about it in the negative. No one ever told me when I was growing up, son, if you plant positive seeds, it'll produce for you a positive harvest. No one ever told me that. It wasn't until I was 23 years old, way back in 1969, and I discovered it in the Word of God. Of course, I didn't discover it on my own. Uh, one of the people who helped me was Oral Roberts, teaching on the law of seed time and harvest, teaching on seed faith. I began to learn from him and from Kenneth Copeland uh, in particular about the law of seed time and harvest. And I began to apply it in my life. And I'm telling you, even though I didn't see immediate results, I did begin to see results slowly but surely. And it led me to believe even stronger that I am in charge of my own destiny by the seeds that I sow. And that is true for you as well. You are in charge of your own destiny by the seeds that you sow. Now, understand this, that your thoughts are seeds. Your words are seeds. Your actions are seeds. And the Bible even says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, as in one place, it's more than just there, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it even reveals to us that the giving of our finances, when we give to other people, when we bless other people, when we give to God, when we support the kingdom of God, when we support ministries like this ministry, television ministries, missions, when you are giving of your finances, the Bible compares that to sowing seed. And it also says that we can expect a harvest. 
Now, I know a lot of people said, well, you know, I just give, but I never expected a harvest. Well, the Bible says you can. The Bible says that you can. So if the Bible says that you can, then why not do it? Praise God. Amen. So listen to what 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says. Now, in verse 5, the apostle Paul says to the Corinthian church that he thought it was important that he send some folks in there to collect the offerings that they wanted to sow into Paul's ministry in helping minister to the saints. And then he tells them this in verse 6, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. Now notice Paul is talking to us about spiritual law, the law of seed time and harvest. Not only that, but he says, if you sow in small amounts, then you will receive harvest in small amounts. Just let that sink in for a moment. That's not rocket science. I mean, you know, if you only plant one tomato seed, then your harvest is going to be small. It'll be a lot bigger than that one seed, but it's not going to be a field full of tomatoes if you only plant one seed. So it's the same with your finances. If you sow small, when you're capable of uh, sowing larger, then you're going to expect a harvest that is in proportion to the amount that you sowed. Now, let me say this. If what you have is small, but it's the best you have, then that's another, that's another thing altogether. If it's the best you have, now it becomes significant seed. And in the eyes of God, you are, you are to expect, you have the right to expect a significant harvest. Now, notice once again, he which sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully are sows in large sums, sows out of the, the richness of his heart and the richness of his treasury. It says that when he sows bountifully, he can expect to reap a bountiful harvest. So, and notice he lets you determine it. You know, somebody say, well, I'm just waiting on God to reveal to me what I should give. Well, that's wonderful. But you know, you should grow up at some point and be able to decide on your own and say, now, Lord, your word says that if I sow sparingly, I'll reap sparingly. Your word says if I sow bountifully, I'll reap bountifully. I need a bountiful harvest, so I'm going to sow the best seed I've got. I'm going to sow a bountiful seed and expect a bountiful harvest, praise God. And then it says in verse 7, every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give. So once again, God leaves it up to you. As every man purposes in his own heart, so let him give. You know, there are times when, when I'll ask the Lord, Lord, uh, what do you want me to give? What do you want me to sow in this meeting tonight or in this ministry? Or, or how much do you want me to give this brother? And, and he'll reveal it to me. But there are many times I just decide or purpose in my own heart what I want to do, and God backs that as well. And so notice here it says, as you purpose in your heart, so let him give. And so he's telling us that giving is like planting a seed. Now, this is the way I operate personally. This is the way our ministry operates. You know, I've taught my children that, that if you don't have all that you need, then take what you have and consider it a seed. 
That's the way we operate. That's the way we live. Both of my daughters live that way. We've taught them. We've showed them. Uh, God's honored it. Whenever I am believing God for something and I don't have the amount to pay for it, I don't have that much money in my account, then I take either all that I have in that account or I take a portion of it and I sow it toward the harvest that I'm believing God for. You see, every seed produces after its own kind. If you need money, then sow money. If you need healing, sow healing. Well, how do I sow healing, brother? Go lay hands on somebody that's sick. The Bible says the believer shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So you laying hands on somebody else that is in need of healing, that's like sowing a seed. If, if you need, uh, if you're believing God for a house, find somebody else that's believing God for a house and sow into their house project, praise God. If you're believing God for a car, go find somebody else that's believing for a car and sow seed and call it car seed, praise God, and expect a harvest from it. You say, I can really do that? Folks, I'm telling you, the Bible encourages you to do it. It's the way I've lived for the last 47 years, and God has never let me down. I mean, everything we have, everything this ministry has, it's all paid for. We have no debt whatsoever, and we did it by sowing seed for it. In fact, uh, every time that, that I'm in need of a, a bigger, larger airplane for this ministry, I take the one I'm flying and I sow it into another ministry where it meets that ministry's needs. And each and every time I've done that, God has blessed me with bigger and better. Now, it didn't happen overnight. A lot of times it didn't happen in a week. A lot of times it didn't happen in a year. But I'm here to tell you it did happen. Why? Because I wouldn't give up. Why did I make the choice not to give up? Well, I'll tell you from Galatians chapter 6. We read it on last week's broadcast. It's worthy of reading again. Listen at verse um, verse nine, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Now, if you back up and read back through verse six, all the way up through verse nine, the well-doing that he's talking about is sowing, giving. And he says, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Look at those last few words. If we faint not. Four little words, but four powerful words. You will reap if you faint not. When would Paul say that? Because he knows human nature, that people tend to give up when they don't see immediate results. The farmer doesn't give up in a night. Just because he doesn't see a harvest the morning after he planted his seed, he doesn't go out there and, and till up all the seed. No. Why? Because he knows you have to allow the seed time to germinate. You have to allow the seed time to grow and then spring up. In fact, let me read something to you from James chapter five. In verse seven, it says, be patient, therefore, brethren, under the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and the latter rain. The Amplified Bible reads this way. So be patient, brethren. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. Now, he's talking about the coming of the Lord, that we are to wait patiently for that. But there is a principle here that he mentions regarding seed time and harvest. And that is this. 
the farmer waits patiently and he also waits expectantly, the Amplified Bible says, for the precious harvest of the land. Now, can you say that's what you do? You know, if you've sowed a seed into this ministry, if the Lord impressed upon you, are you just, you just believe that it was the right thing to do and you sowed a seed into this ministry, then the Bible says you have a right to expect a harvest. But it's important that you be willing to wait, not only wait, but wait expectantly. You see, when you wait expectantly, then you get up every day with joy. You get up every day with a smile on your face. You get up every day uh, uh, rejoicing, praise God. Why? Because you know God's word will not return unto him void. You know that you've acted on the word of God. It said, let every man purpose in his heart what he would give. You did that. And now the Bible says that you are to be just like this farmer and wait expectantly for the precious harvest of the land. Waiting expectantly means that you don't give up. It means that you don't cave in. You don't faint. You don't grow weary. If you're tempted to do so, you cast that temptation down. You break the power of it and you just say, no, God promised me a harvest and I am waiting on my harvest. And praise God, if you're willing to do that, then God will see to it that your harvest will come. Why? Because it's the law of Genesis. God said that every seed produces after its own kind. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, once again, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. If you plant seed, then God says you have every right to expect a harvest. Even though we don't always know how God is going to produce that harvest, we do know that he will bring it about. Why? Because his word says so. It says, if you do not faint, you will reap in due season. Well, brother, how long does it take for due season? Well, I don't know. I've had some due seasons come before dark. I've had some due seasons come in a week or two weeks. I've had some due seasons take a year, even two years or even longer. But my determination was quit is not an option. I'm not giving up. I sowed this seed. God promised me a harvest and I'm not giving up. Praise God. I'm going to be like that farmer in James 5, 7, and I'm waiting expectantly for it. Amen. So once again, Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Get up every day saying today could be my due season day. If it doesn't happen that day, get up the next day and say, Today could be my due season day. If it doesn't happen that day, get up every day declaring today could be my due season day and don't stop doing that until due season comes. That's what you call waiting expectantly. The Amplified Bible says that you will reap if you do not relax your courage. So don't, don't give up. Don't give up on God's word. Don't give up on God. Don't cast away your faith. If you sowed seed, then you have every right to expect a harvest. It takes courage to reap a harvest. It takes the refusal to fear to reap a harvest, praise God. I've watched many over the years give up because it looked like it was taking too long. It looked like it would never come to pass. You know, I, I've experienced that in the early days of me learning these things. I mean, I can remember times when I was under such pressure. 
I remember one time I had sown and I needed a financial harvest for my ministry just so I could pay the bills. And I remember becoming so desperate, I said to God one day, God, forget the 30-fold, forget the 60-fold, forget the 100-fold, just match me dollar for dollar and that'll help me big time. Well, you know, that was, that was the words of a desperate man. I was about to grow weary. And I think the Lord got a, a, a big laugh out of that. But he encouraged me not to give up. And I didn't give up and God came through, praise God. So don't, don't grow weary. Don't give up on your harvest. You know, there's a scripture and we'll talk about it uh, probably on next week's broadcast. But there's a scripture in Psalm 20 that actually says, God never forgets a seed sown. He never forgets a seed sown. So if he doesn't forget a seed sown, don't you give up on it, praise God. Now, in verse 8 of James chapter 5, right after it told us to wait expectantly, it also says, establish your hearts. In the Amplified, it says, establish your heart, strengthen and confirm them in final certainty. Strengthen and establish your heart. This is, this is like the man in Psalm 112. It says, this man will not be afraid. His heart is fixed. His heart is established, trusting in the Lord. You see, when you establish your heart, that means that you have settled it once and for all that the word of God is final authority. That if God says uh, a man will reap, a man will harvest on the seed that he sows, then as far as you're concerned, that's final authority. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what anybody else says about it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. The Word of God is final authority. So you become like that man in Psalm 112 who has established his heart. He has determined that the only thing that matters here is what does the Word of God say. And he refuses to fear. He refuses to give up. He refuses to quit. Why? Because his heart is established trusting in the Lord, and this man will see results. And if you become like that man, you'll see results too. That's Psalm 112, verses 7 and 8. Verse 9 even says about this man, he has dispersed and he has given. Notice this man in Psalm 112, he's a sower. He's a giver. And he has given, he has sown, and he has settled it in his heart. God's word says, if I sow, I shall reap. And this man does not give up until he sees his harvest. So that's how you've got to become. Don't give up. If you've sown seed, don't give up. Make that decision. The moment you sow that seed, you sow it in joy. You sow it in expectancy. And you say out of your mouth, praise God. God's word says that if I sow, I shall reap. And I refuse to grow weary. I refuse to faint. I refuse to give up. I establish my heart on the word of God. And I'm not going to fear. And I believe I'll see my harvest. Praise God. And you just watch and see God will not only honor his word, but he'll honor your faith in it. Praise God. So start expecting your harvest. That's important. Start expecting your harvest and don't give up on it. The word the Lord has given me for 2016, that it is the year of the great breaking loose. And I believe there are, there are harvests 
that are about to break loose in the body of Christ like we have never experienced before. I'm experiencing it myself. This ministry is experiencing it. And I believe God wants you to experience. I want you to get up every day declaring, this is the year of the great breaking loose. And my harvest is breaking loose during the course of this year. Dare to believe it, praise God, and keep saying it out of your mouth and don't give up until you see it happen. Let me close it with this. Some things that I wrote down that I've shared many, many times on seed time and harvest and calling in your harvest. What to do while you're waiting on your harvest. Seven keys that I've learned over the years of what to do while you're waiting for your harvest. Number one, demonstrate your confidence in the seed's ability to produce a harvest by being enthusiastic and excited. Let me say it again. Demonstrate your confidence in the seed's ability to produce a harvest by being enthusiastic and by being excited. Number two, clearly define what your harvest is and talk about it often. What did you sow that seed for? Clearly define it. If you sowed that seed for a car, then clearly define that seed was my car seed and then talk about it often. Number three, water your seed by speaking the word of God over it. That's how you water your seed, by speaking the word of God over it. Number four, keep the weeds off your seed. Oh, that's important. What are weeds? Unforgiveness, strife, bitterness, jealousy, all those things that the Bible says we don't need in our lives. So keep the weeds off your seed. If you've sown seed and yet you've got unforgiveness in your heart, it could be that that unforgiveness will become like a weed and it will suffocate your seed. So keep the weeds off your seed. Number five, continually praise God for your harvest. Well, brother, as soon as it comes, I will. No, no, no. Faith does it before it sees it. Continually praise God for your harvest, even before it manifests. Number six, never give up on it. And number seven, keep sowing toward your next harvest. I mean, even though you've sown, keep sowing toward your next harvest. Your harvest is determined by what you do while you're waiting for it. So I want to encourage you to, uh, if you can, Go on our website and get these seven keys and and study them and apply them, and you're going to see that your harvest will come your way, praise God, just like God's Word said it would. Praise God. I hope you've enjoyed the lesson today. Uh, We have an announcement about a special product we want to offer you this week, so get ready to watch that announcement. But before we do, don't forget our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all these tools that are designed to help you in your spiritual growth. Link up with us. We want to minister to you on a daily basis. Okay, praise God. Watch this announcement about the product that we have available for you this week. Then I'll be right back with some closing remarks. There's a time to sow and a time to reap. Now is the time for your harvest. Harvest time has come. What's keeping you from claiming your rightful harvest? In the powerful three CD teaching, Calling in Your Harvest, Jerry Savelle explains the spiritual laws that govern the reaping of a harvest that's reserved just for you. In this series, he addresses, are you entitled to the harvest? Your part in the manifestation of your harvest. How the seeds you sow determine your destiny. How to know when your harvest is ready. What might be holding back your harvest? Can you ensure there's no end to your harvest? 
the most important thing to do with your harvest, and more. God never forgets your offerings and the seeds you sow. Request this powerful series, Calling in Your Harvest, today. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org. Don't wait. It's time to expect extraordinary things to happen. Your harvest is ready to go to its rightful owner. Listen, if you've been waiting for your harvest for a long, long time and you've begun to grow weary, then these three CDs are what you've been looking for. If you've sown and it looks like it's taking forever and you're not sure if you can continue to stand, this is the series you've been waiting for. Calling in your harvest. Three powerful CDs that will teach you how to overcome weariness, how to resist the temptation to give up. I'm telling you, these are powerful messages that I know are going to help you in your faith and help you be able to stand and continue to stand until your harvest comes. So I want to encourage you to order these right away. Don't wait another minute. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind. You can go to our website or you can call the number on the screen or you can write to the address on the screen, but do it today. Don't delay. Do it today. These are so powerful that I know once you begin to listen to them, I don't know if you're going to be able to put them down. You may want to listen to all three of them all at one time. If not, well, listen to them because I know how powerful they are and I know what they're going to do for your faith. Praise God. Thank you once again, partners, for supporting the ministry. We love you. We appreciate you. We pray for you. In fact, this morning, uh, I had all of my advisory board together with me in the boardroom, and we especially spent some time praying for all of our partners, believing God for your financial prosperity, believing God for promotions and raises, believing God for favor like you've never experienced before. Thank you, partners, for believing in us, and thank you for supporting this ministry and supporting its outreaches. Also, those of you that are not partners, please prayerfully consider becoming a partner. I tell you, when you link up with this ministry, like so many of our partners have told me, you will begin to experience the same grace, the same anointing, the same increase that is on us, you will begin to experience it. So many of my partners have told me this over the years. Brother Jerry, when I linked up with your ministry, my income began to increase. One man tells me every time I see him, Brother Jerry, ever since I linked up with your ministry, my income has tripled. Praise God. What a great report. Well, that's Bible because the apostle Paul wrote to his partners in Philippians chapter one and said, because of their connection with him, that the grace that was on his life and ministry, they became partakers of it. You become partakers of the same grace, the same anointing, the same spirit of increase, the same favor that is on my life and on this ministry. So consider becoming a partner. If you'd like more information about it, write to us or log on to the website and it'll tell you how you can become a partner. Thank you for watching the broadcast. We encourage you to join with us again next week as we continue this study on calling in your harvest. This is, these are important lessons. You need your harvest. God needs for you to receive your harvest because there are big things that need to be accomplished in these last days. God's counting on you being a part of it. Thank you once again for joining with us. We speak the blessing of God over you. We speak the favor of God over you. And next week, we'll continue this lesson on calling in your harvest. So until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world. Next week, Brother Savelle continues his message, calling in your harvest. Let me ask you a question. Are you a sower? Do you sow seed? 
Are you someone who supports ministries? You support the work of the Lord? Are you someone who sows into other people, being a blessing to them? If you're a sower, then you have every right to expect a harvest.